Hey, 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 welcome back, Pubcasters, to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. I am your host, Tim Hunzi. We've been saving some of the best for last as we sit with my buddy, Paul D. Giovanni, hit songwriter and producer, as he guides us through the art of pivoting from pop star to hit producer and discusses the importance of networking. Hey, hey, welcome back, AIMP Nashville Pubcast listeners. I am super excited to jump into our episode today. We're sitting with my my friend and hit songwriter and producer, Paul D. Giovanni. A lot of y'all may know Paul from uh, uh, back in his pop band days with Boys Like Girls, which is we're going to touch on that a little bit, my friend. Uh, uh, he knows there's a fun story with my daughter and him seeing him in a show, but that's a whole separate conversation. We're in this great pop band and transitioned to not only coming out of leaving L.A. Well, you went from Boston to L.A. and then you got here to Nashville. So, dude, I'm really interested in what led you just going to kick it right off to transition a from being a performer to focusing on songwriting and producing and then jumping genres and coming to Nashville, which is probably a fairly loaded question. But can you walk us through that process, man? I'm really curious to know what happened and how you got to there. Sure, Tim. Great to be here, first of all. Man, every day of my life, I feel like I've woken up and been like, how did I get where I am right now? <laughs> it's it's crazy. I just feel like everything in my career has just been sort of one just knee-jerk decision of I just kind of follow what feels right. So yeah, long story short, I was in the band forever and um, we took a little break from touring and i was in la at that moment in time and a good friend of mine kevin bard um pulled me in we were kind of writing some pop stuff and he pulled me into this country thing in la and i'm like oh i've never really written country i'm not sure if i'm right for that and he's like just try it it'll be fun and we did a couple and i just loved the i just loved how it all works and how it all makes sense and how it's a little bit more authentic and more of a story and um it just felt it just spoke to me and me and him started taking trips out to nashville every month uh like a week out of every month for about a year and then finally i was like dude i i have to stay i can't go back to la this time um so it just it just man it felt right and we got a little bit of traction and tim you're one of the first people we met and you you know i was unpublished i was somewhat of a no name and you opened up your your doors and let us write at your at your spot and hooked us up with writers so um big props to you man for really uh helping that out right at the beginning so you make it sound so happenstance but i know it's not and if we're backing it up you were actually early on this wave of i mean we've always collaborated some with la and all that but then the wave started about the time you came in where i think la songwriters realized what we do here in nashville and started really transitioning to coming or just moving here so I really want to dive in a little bit psychologically because I, I have gone through a transition like you're going from a popular band, you're playing, and at some point you had to make the decision, although I know you guys still kind of get together here and there so you can get your performance out, but that had to be an emotional transition to go, all right, this is where I'm going because there's this dream you chased, you were going after all this time, and you're pivoting a little bit. Was there... Maybe it was just a knee jerk, as you said, or was there a process or an emotional thing that you went through to get to that decision? It, it's always been, and I, I know it wasn't really just like a by chance thing that got me to where I am today, but the way I make decisions is not very like, all right, here's the climate I'm in right now. And let's see if I make this move, maybe in five years, I could be here. I don't like, it's more just like, this is 
feeling right and, and and i have to do this and i don't have another option and i can't even fathom it so like yeah the band slowed down and we were just um you know our singer martin was doing a lot of writing and kind of had his own project going on and i was in la for a year and i just was like i need to do something else and i just always just chase what makes me feel passionate and that was kind of coming here so like yeah it's it's just it's not so much that i was thinking oh it seems like a lot of LA people are starting to take trips to Nashville and I could be on the front of that wave. And let's, it just, again, like it was just like, this feels right. And this speaks to me and I'm going to make this happen because I don't have a backup plan. I like it, man. What was that like for you trying to learn the Nashville system, so to speak? I don't know a better way to put it. Like, what did you kind of go through? Did you, did you start studying records or did you just instinctively start feeling it out? Like, what was that process like? Man, that's an ongoing thing. It's it's crazy. What keeps me coming back and, and so passionate about this job is, you know, one day I could go in the room and every single sound I pull into a session is absolutely magic. And I feel like I'm just created to be in this room today. And then the next day I could go in and everything sounds horrible. And I don't, I'm rethinking, am I a producer? Am I a writer? Am I anything? Should I move home? I mean, that's the thing that kind of, if it was easy every day, that would be probably a little bit more boring, although I might be more productive. But man, I, I'm just like such a student. I was then and I still I, I feel like I'm learning as much now as I was that first session that you set me up on. Yeah, man, I'm I'm still up at night watching YouTube videos. I'm still I'm still studying everything, man. You know, I come from a rock background, so I like to I like big sounds. I like heavy sounds. I like loud things. I like in your face stuff. So even taking things that I produce now or tracks that I'm doing now that aren't necessarily rock, but I just try to take elements and cues from that kind of music. So I just, you know, I, I try to just put my strengths in the in the front and make the song shine the best it can. But since way back then, some of those were wrong. And, and you know, I'm sure some of the demos I did last week were a little bit wrong, too. But I'm just still trying to get it's just an incremental thing. I'm just trying to get a little bit better every day. On the production side, I mean, there's another interesting thing to me. You've worked with everybody from Jordan Davis now to like you get worked with Jeremy Stover and and did a lot of songwriting and some programming and stuff. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you've pr- produced on on Justin, but um, I know you're active in that that group. But you're that's a super traditional to really super not traditional. How did that come about? Because, and then I also know that you've done a lot of work with Scott Hendricks at Warner Brothers and working with him. So you've you've got this crazy diversity. Like, how did all that kind of come around? Man, so the Jordan stuff kind of happened. So, so we just started writing. You know, he's on Universal label and I'm Universal Publishing, and we just kind of started writing right when he got signed in the very beginning. He had no idea what he was doing. You know, respectfully <laughs> um, for his career yet, just because it was so early and. uh I didn't really know, still sometimes don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but we got in the room and and wrote some songs that were just, they just turned out really cool. And I did the demo and he liked how it sounded. And that just came from, you know, at first it was like, Hey, would you want to maybe co-produce a couple songs? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Just let me know. And then a few weeks went by and he's like, Hey, would you like to just produce a few? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And we just started, you know, the ball just started rolling and it just kind of turned into what it is today. But yeah, we just kind of found the sound as we were going with that one and then as far as like the justin moore stuff man i just like i said with like the rock kind of thing i just i know i have certain strengths that you could put you could dress up in any style you want and i just my job is to make those strengths shine through 
I just take those those parts and, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the South or super country by any means, but I feel like I have some perspective. And, you know, with some of the Justin writing stuff, like that's probably compared to Jordan, that might be not like I'm not the forefront of every single line of lyric in that. But like as far as ideas, 30,000 foot view, um, the musical elements, just I think we just got a good thing going. I, I've been, you know, we've been doing that all with Stover and I've been writing with him. And I think we me and Jeremy get each other very well. And we've had a lot of a lot of cool stuff with a bunch of different artists. And I've learned a ton from him and just just with everything, with writing. And, and you know, he's a he's a father. I just became a father about life. He's a hell of a businessman too. People always like Stover's one smart. Like I, I worked with him at Anthem and in, in a joint venture, and one of the most on it, focused partners I've ever worked for, for sure. Yeah, he, he's for, to have as much going on as him and have a grasp on all of it is is I, I just whenever we talk and connect about anything, part of me is listening to what he says, and part of me is digesting, you know, the the big picture of what's going on. Um, so I feel like he'll be one of those people when I look back on my career and the how whenever i retire in 10 years or 50 years and i'm like you know that that guy was someone that really taught me a lot and got me got me places so uh yeah it's been a good run but 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 as far as just how i do you know it's it's all kinds of different stuff the jordan to the justin is is very very different but i just i think there are certain things that i do and you know my job i'm a chameleon in the room to a degree like some days i might be i have a title i have the melody i have the track i have half of the thing written some days if I'm in the room with three super top liners, I will be a little bit more track focused or 30,000 foot view. Hey, maybe, you know, I, you know, I haven't been listening for 20 minutes. Let me turn around, catch me up to speed. Maybe this should be like this. Does this fit with what verse one was leading to? You know, so I just need to figure out where I fit and how I can, how I can help. It's different every single day. So for those projects, it's completely different too. That's transitioned some with the advent of more producer writers and and track writers and that kind of thing. What's that like for you? Did you set off go? I really want to be a producer first and foremost. And like, what are some of the steps you took to make sure that happened? And not just somebody that's I'm only producing my songs. I only want to produce records I can write on. At first, it was like I love you know I. I way back, I before I joined Boys Like Girls, the same month I had the quote unquote audition and met the guys was I got accepted to Berkeley up in Boston for music production because, you know, way back, I was probably 16, right when the iMac was the iMac, the iBook, the iBook, the old white iBook in GarageBand one came out. And I had just the jankiest studio set up in my bedroom. And I just was like, doing stuff that you shouldn't be able to do on like, it didn't have the capabilities to record like, multi-track drums and all this and i just was like obsessed with how do i get through past these limitations and i just love the whole production thing so um that's always been in my blood and yeah so i i joined the band and put that on the back burner for a little bit and right when that was slowing down i was like man i, I have free time and i need to get into the next thing let me grab a new laptop and just download logic and garage band or whatever and i was just messing around and i started doing that in the rights and i'm like oh this is a, a role I, I guess people do this they do the track while they're writing cool and that was all i did my first year or two i guess in nashville we wrote so jackie i think it might have been jackie lee we wrote a song with brent anderson called um getting over you which is like one of my favorite songs i've ever been a part of i, I love those guys i love jackie's one of my best friends 
he was like, Hey, like this sounds so good. Do you, do you want to produce it? I'm like, I honestly don't even really know what that means. Like I've never touched an SSL board. Like, I don't know what that big room, like I was kind of intimidated, but I went in and we tracked that and one more song. And I just was like, Hey, like I didn't, I didn't understand the Nashville numbers chart system, like any of that stuff at all. But I was just like, Hey, that part there, can you hit the snare here instead? And like, can you change that chord there? Like just totally like layman terms, which I still do a little bit. Like I'm not the most technical when I, talk to the band in the room but uh yeah i just kind of bounced my way around and i just went off feel and just what sounded right and felt right and that that came out and i'm like whoa this sounds good and people are liking it and then that just turned into the jordan thing he's like hey do you want to like a couple of these songs you wrote are cool do you want to produce a few and i'm like yeah so like i like both i like production i like writing i don't think i would want to just do one because you know writing is so chance to a degree and production is so methodical and I'm sitting here editing for two weeks straight, the same drum pattern and I can't get the feel right. And like, if I can't go back to writing and just paint broad strokes with MIDI drums the next day, I kind of lose my mind. So part of it is like, you know, I try to do production specific since it is so consuming. I try to do it for projects that I'm just extremely passionate about. And part of it is, you know, it's a vessel for, songs that i write to get cut to you know i'm I'm happy to do outside songs if i'm I'm never going to push one of my songs if it's inferior to another one that's an outside cut i want the artist to win i will win if the artist wins so yeah so it's like sort of but like it can help me get in rooms and it can help me get songs cut maybe so i love a little bit of all of it really do you have what you'd call a style or approach to your production? It sounds like a lot of these have been very collaborative starting in the writing room and it just kind of built out to where it just becomes a thing. Have you ever just uh, shot out and approached somebody and like, hey, I've got to work on this record. I, anything I do to get on this record and produce it. And then that's question one. And part two of that is how do you how do you look at an artist and like what do you see like and help them bring their vision together as a, as a producer because i think that's good insight for people as they're coming up in this business to kind of get some insight on yeah there's been a couple of um you know things like if there's new signings and i get a couple rights with someone and we hit it off like you know of course if there's a new talent in town there's going to be five or six producers salivating over the prospect so I just, man, I just try to be cool and get the best thing. And if we're, if we're really hitting it off and writing good stuff, I'll usually hit up Missy or if I know a manager or someone that works with the artist would be like, Hey, like, I really like this. I would love to, you know, be a part of this. Let me know, you know, I'm not pushing too hard, but like if they dig what I do too, let's go. So that's happened a couple of times, which is really nice. I think that's the best way to do it. Like, you know, occasionally I'll get approached like, Hey, this artist that you've never worked with has eight songs they need cut by next month. Like, and that's just, I'm not passionate because I don't know, like that artist is not Jordan Davis. That artist is not other people that I've worked with. So like they might have this vision, like I'm not just, just like a, I don't know, like a Rick Rubin that can just turn anything into gold. Like I, I need to feel the fire first. Took me a little while to figure this out. Like I used to kind of think, oh man, if you're a new artist in Nashville, like there's just so many amazing songs just floating around, just cut a bunch of those. It's like, no, you really need your DNA, your fingerprint, your voice whether on paper it's a better song or not, or better sound or not. It's like, and sometimes like an artist will send me, you know, we'll have written a couple songs and they'll send me a few other demos. And some, some of the demos will just, they'll sound incredible, but I'm like, that doesn't sound like you. That could be anyone that does this. So I think it is important for me to go at it 
of a point of like, like what, what are, who are you as a person? Who are you as an artist? What are you like when you sit down and strum an acoustic guitar? I want to see your live show. How do you interact with fans? Like all of those are so important to just like, how, like it needs to lead with that. It can't just be like, oh, I know how to make this sound awesome. And you'll just sing it after. Like that's one way to produce. Like I'll make this sound awesome because I'm a producer and you'll just sing on top of it and it'll sound like a hit, whatever. But like, if you look at the artists that have been the most successful over the last however many years, especially in this town, it's like you can press play on one of their songs. Maybe their vocal doesn't come in for 20 seconds. You know, within three seconds who it is. There's 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 a purpose behind that. There's a there's a pattern. There's a reason why it's like that. So I just I just think getting some sort of fingerprint DNA of that artist is just so, so important. Well, you, we know that uh, we touched on a lot of uh, your production side, but you're also, I don't want to let this go without at least bringing up the fact, you're a hit songwriter. You know, How Not To was massive. The ones that didn't make it back home, one of my favorite Justin Moore songs, dude. We didn't have much. Another one, like just meaty Justin song that you've written, and you continue to do very well in that field. How do you balance that? Do you find a struggle of balancing your production time and your songwriting, or do you just kind of go where the fire's hot and kind of let it all happen? Or do you have an intention behind that? I struggle every single day with that. <laughs> and it takes a lot of planning and a lot of, you know, it's difficult when my hard drive has 12 demos that I need to finish. And I have a big write the next day. And I also have a few things that are coming up production wise. I'm tracking next week. And it's hard to just pan out and think about all that stuff. But a lot of it is just following like, how many of those songs are amazing? How many songs can I, you know, what's the priority basically? Like, what do I need to get done first? A lot of it is that sort of like the 80, 20 rule of like 80% of your success comes from 20% of the stuff you do. So like what 20% is really that? And then everything else will kind of fall into place. I can't be stressed about just numbers, about how much stuff is going on and what's this day and what's that day. To be creative, you know, my job is a little bit more like I have like hard drives and work and actual hours that need to go in after the fact. So like, I can't just like mosey into the room, not that anyone does this, but like, and spit out my idea and work on a song and leave and not think anymore. Like I have, that's like 50% of the work basically. Love it. What is some advice you'd give to people on, because you're so good at it. You were able to come into town and network, and we can already kind of hear you're a really good hang, otherwise you wouldn't get these opportunities. What's some advice you'd give to our listeners on how to do that, how to come into town in a way that's respectful, and but also helps you build community? So all of that that you just said is so, so important. Coming to town with your crew or meeting your crew. I think a big expectation is like, I'm going to come into town and I'm going to write with Ashley Gorley and, and Rhett and all these massive names. And that might work. And that was kind of my thought process, too. I'm like, if I can get in the room with them, this is going to be the magic. It's not necessarily like that. Because sometimes when you get if you're the new thing and you get in the room with these guys that are proven, they'll look at you and be like, OK, cool. What do you got? And you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm in the room. Ashley, what do you got? I want to do your thing. But it's like so you got to really like network meet your crew be cool find talented people and just hopefully you know you guys are work up work your way up together those names that you mentioned it's funny like me and andy and whitworth and you know there's like 12 of us that are in a um 
in a group chat together. It was a flag football. Rohan texted us about flag football in a, probably 2016, like five of us. And now there's 11 of us in it. And we talk literally every single day, just writers and artists. And so, yeah, it's just funny, like, just to think like, you know, when that started, zero of us had jobs. We had nothing going on. And now everyone has number ones and artist careers. And and yeah, so like just that stuff is just so important to find your crew that's at your level and work up together and, and start your own. You are the next generation. If you're moving to town now, you are the next generation. Someone in 10 years will want to write with you and they will be the next generation. So just find your people. Obviously, don't turn down Ashley Gorley writes, but like just just, you know, it works a little bit differently than you think. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.